Um, welcome to another episode of the Mesh Point Podcast. Um, tonight, we're excited to have Jamison Kroll. He is the uh, interim head football coach at the U.S. Merchant Marine Academy. Coach, how you doing, man? Doing great. Doing great. Really excited to uh, to finally get on here and uh, yeah. and talk some ball. So, so how how is it, man? Are you... <laughs> interim head coach what's going on we got a lot of hats on these days what's going on a lot of hats a lot of hats you know it's one of those things be careful what you wish for you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah so now dealing with uh dealing with the budgets dealing with the uh you know equipment helmet reconditioning all that fun (laughs) stuff you know when you add the the federal government layer into it it's even even better so yeah an extra form to fill out right (laughs) (laughs) yes sir yes sir yeah well, why don't you kick us off, man? Um, talk about you know your playing, uh, where you played, you know high school, college, mm-hmm. all that, and then your coaching journey, you know, all the way up to uh, being the interim head coach at Merchant Mariner. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I'm from a, a small town in Western Massachusetts, right near Springfield, where I went to college, um, East Long Meadow. It's called uh, the Spartans. So uh, not great football to be be straight up. It's uh, um, you know, it's just that small town high school football, you know, so yeah. it was a, it was a great experience. Obviously fell in love with, with the game there, had some great coaches and, and also, uh, Springfield college graduates. A lot of them probably why I ended up there, uh, went to Springfield college, uh, who, who runs triple. I know you've had, you know, a few of those guys on between, I think Greg Webster and, and Lou Conti and I, I think yeah. Jason, Jason McDonald, a bunch of us. So, yeah, yeah I know. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I uh, went to Springfield, started on defense, actually. Um, probably the biggest mistake in my career was choosing to, to go over to the defense, and it, it took them, it took them uh, a year and a half to tell me that, hey, buddy, you don't move well enough for that side, so why don't you, <laughs> why don't you get over to the offensive line where you, where you belong? So, um, so yeah, so, so played uh, you know, two and a half years at, at offensive line was really the right fit for me. Um, Played for Coach Sarasulo when he was the offensive coordinator, offensive line coach. Now he's the, the head coach, um, as I'm sure you know. Um, and then, you know, was planning on being a high school, you know, PE teacher and coach. And uh, Coach C, you know, I was in the office in the spring my senior year doing my student teaching and that stuff and just popped in. And he kind of said, what, you know, what do you want to do? You want to, like, yeah, you know, teach, coach. You know, he's like, you want to coach college? So, uh, with that, a week later, I had an interview at Maine Maritime uh, up in Castine, Maine. Um, and, you know, there was a Springfield guy up there, uh, Chris McKinney, worked there for essentially a year um, and was was a tremendous experience. We won the conference, uh, played a, an incredible conference championship game there, um, and then went to the playoffs, played Montclair State um, and, and competed really hard with them. Um, and and I think we were nine and two on the year. Um, was able to coach my own position. You know, have the entire offensive line as a 22 year old. There was a couple of kids on the team older than me at the time. Um, <laughs> went back to went back to Springfield College and uh, GA'd and and attempted to get my master's at the time, uh, which I which I did not succeed at. I was too focused on being a coach and yeah. didn't really put the uh, the value that I should have on on getting that education done for free. Um, but was able to finish it actually over the quarantine period and, and the pandemic. Oh. So um, at Springfield was able to coach uh, a few positions in the two years I was there because 
uh, there was some transition actually. Uh, so my first year I was full, I was fullbacks the whole season. Um, in the spring began to transition into the A back slot position. Uh, that's what we call it here. Uh, but that A back position, um, and and studied all spring and coached all spring with the uh, with the A backs. Um, and then uh, Jason McDonald got the job at Navy Prep, and he was initially going to be quarterbacks. So I, I transitioned right over to quarterbacks there, um, being the the last second year. GA. Um, so was able to coach quarterbacks and coach a really good player and Josh Carter there. Um, so a really great experience and really got a, a really well-rounded kind mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, you know, option background being an O-line guy and then co- coaching every position in the backfield. So, um, and then, you know, <laughs> was scrambling to find a job uh, as a second year GA and uh, even got a talk from coach DeLong, who was the head coach there, the, well, if you need to come back and finish, you know, there's a spot here for you. And, uh, you know, not what I wanted to hear after making, you know, 2,500 bucks a month or a year, excuse yeah. me for, uh, <laughs> so not what I, uh, not what I exactly wanted to hear, but, uh, we had played Kings point, uh, the merchant Marine Academy when, you know, my second year there, uh, we, we put a hurting on them and they had transitioned into the, the option, um, and got really fortunate that the offensive coordinator job opened. Um, I interviewed and, and obviously did well enough to fool coach Toop at 24 that I could do it. Um, he took a chance on me. So been here ever since 10 years, uh, we've, we've grinded it out and, you know, built something I think pretty good here. Um, and, and very thankful for coach Toop for, for taking a chance on me at that age. So now here we are. That's awesome, man. So you're a roach, yeah. huh? That's great. I am. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I am. It's awesome. So it's a, awesome. it's it's a little bit of a weird, uh, you know, it's a weird dynamic because now I got to compete against them. So it's kind of you know, yeah. I only know one. You know, we only know one way, but I kind of got to separate myself a little bit. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But those guys welcomed you at the uh, at the convention thing, so you're good, right? They always they always do that. Yeah, yeah. it's always more wel- it's always more welcoming when they beat us. So. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah, it seems a little less welcoming when we when we beat them. So, yeah. yeah. Well, as we tra- as we transition further, we always like to ask those questions about the guys that influence you the most, right? Who's a who's a mentor or a couple mentors that you're going to lean on, you know, when you got to make uh, difficult decisions. And and now that you're in the in the you know as the head football coach, I'm sure you'll have some some questions for some guys. So talk about those guys. Yeah. So, so, I mean, coach C has always been a guy, you know, and I know I, I, I listened to when Lou was on here, Conti, and I know he said, you know, he summed it up pretty much. So I don't want to, you know, kind of re-harp it, but you can't say enough good things about what he does for young coaches. Um, The things that, you know, and, and he, he, he'll answer your call and he calls you to check in uh, and there's a million of us, you know, and, yeah, how he makes time to to answer all those calls and and you know everybody feels that relationship with him for for a long time and obviously as you get older it starts to die out a little bit um, but those first couple of years I was here I mean he was incredible for you know just whether it was scheme questions whether it was player you know issue questions uh, he yeah. he always answered the call and it kind of gave me his insight and and all those kinds of things um, and then obviously Coach Duke just from from our relationship for 10 years, we've grown, uh, it, it, the relationship has grown quite a bit. Um, so I, I joked with him the other day is like, 
you know, with retirement, I said, what are you leaving me in the will? Because I think I spent more time with, with you than any of your kids. So, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> so you know, so he's, uh, um, he's been a, a tremendous mentor and just really watching him. And, and some of the, the, the biggest stuff that I get from him is he's an alum at our institution. And that's something that I, <laughs> I'll never have, you know, so um, to try to soak up as much of that, you know, knowledge and, and uh, wisdom, you know, is of what, yeah. what to, what to give the kids a little bit of slack on what to, what to really kind of drive home on them. Um, because I, I think, as you guys know, at these academies, it's, it's a lot more than football, right? Yeah. So yeah. Um, it's much more about recruiting the right person, the right kid. Um, so that, so his mentorship has been incredible. Um, and then Luke Hotsky has been a guy for me for a long time that um, we never played together at Springfield. We never coached together at Springfield. Uh, he was a GA one year when I was a player, but obviously that's a different relationship. And for whatever reason, we kind of, you know, I think we got together the first time in recruiting uh, we were both in Florida. We kind of linked up and, you know, we kind of just, you know, became closer through that. And then I always give them a call, whether it's about recruiting or, or the, or the game or, you know, scheme stuff, you know, it's usually very little about scheme more than it is about relationships and those kinds of things. So. Yeah. Is, uh, is coach Toop going to stick around or is he going somewhere warmer or what, what's, what's yeah. Coach Toop is going somewhere warmer. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. he's around. So he's here till uh, um, end of July. Uh, he's retiring end of July. Um, so he's helping out with, you know, a lot of mission stuff and he's helping me quite a bit with, yeah. some, you know, I've already been in his office and bounced some, some things off of him. Um, and then, yeah, he's going to Dallas. His son's a firefighter in Dallas. Um, he's always wanted to, to, to go somewhere warmer in retirement. Um, it just, when his son went down to, uh, to be a Dallas firefighter, he, um, you know, that was kind of an easy spot for him. He's getting married this spring and then, uh, you know, I'm sure there'll be grandkids at some point here in the near future that, that his wife will want to be around. So, so yeah, that's great. That's great. I got to go to the army Navy game where it's over by the college game day experience. I turn around and I see this Royal blue jacket and a mustache. I was like, (laughs) And there's Coach Two, man. <laughs> what a, what a the, great dude the mustache is. is hard to miss. There I know is, uh, it's a legend. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. So, what a great game that is, right? I mean, oh man, it it was on the bucket list. Finally got to go and experience it, and then uh, Navy pulled it out. Man, it was it was amazing. It was an awesome, incredible. Game. Yeah, that first that first big run, I was like, oh well, this game might be over. And yeah, then, sure enough, you know, I was like, Army has this oh. one in the bag, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Buckle down. Well, Coach, um, let's talk about the United States Merchant Marine Academy a little bit. Uh, tell us tell mm. us about it. And uh, it's there in Kings, uh, Kings Point, New York, and, and the type of players you're looking to recruit. Yeah, so uh, North Shore of Long Island is where Kings Point is. Uh, it's in the village of Great Neck, really, um, which is like uh, the Great Gatsby's, you know, writes about it and that kind of stuff. Very wealthy area on the North Shore of Long Island. Um, about 20 minutes from New York City, so we get a little bit of the best of both worlds from a standpoint of the kids. When they do get some liberty, they can, they can hop on a train and they can get to City Field, they can get to, to MSG or into the city. Um, but yeah, the, the Merchant Marine Academy is a federal academy. Um, there's only five of us in the country um, with Army, Navy, Air Force, and, and those other guys that that we don't like talking a lot about. But um, yeah. the Coast Guard Academy as well. So. Um, 
it, it's it's a really incredible opportunity that that a lot of people don't know about. You know, a lot of people see USMMA on the chest, and they it usually turns into a guessing game for what the M stands for. You know, they usually figure out the US and and the A. Um, so uh, it, it's it's an incredible spot where you have this uh, a free education because it's the federal government and your service can be in any branch of the service that you want. If you go active duty, um, which usually about 30% of our, our graduates do um, the other 70% we do is we're training young people to work on merchant vessels. So they're either going to be a ship's engineer or a ship's captain um, in some way, shape or form. Obviously they don't jump on and, and, and be a captain right away, but um, we train them in, in marine transportation, which is the deck side of things, and um, or marine engineering, which is essentially a mechanical engineering degree on a, on a ship, um, you know, and everything related to, to marine and, and water. So um, it, it's a really unique spot where when these kids graduate, if they choose to go into the private industry, you know, they can live where they want, they can do what they want, they can change jobs. It's not a military you know, service. It is a private institution or a, a private industry and they make a, you know, a ton of money and they're very successful. And, um, you know, the, the caliber of kid we get here is a, is a really strong academic kid. And it's a really well put together kid that has this foresight that can see down the road. Right. It, it's, you know, I, I think the the easiest way to equate it would be to, to preseason for football. Right. And there's not many players who like preseason for football. Um, but they understand what it does for the season, right? They understand the preparation that it puts in and, um, and, and how it can lead to your success if you make the best of it. So the, the academy is the same way. You come in for indoctrination. It's, it's a, an 18-day boot camp, essentially, um, physically demanding, mentally demanding, and then socially demanding nowadays, right? They take their phone away. They take the computers away. No screens for these kids. It's a big adjustment. You know, most of them, it's crazy to say, like, you know, I remember I got a, I think I got a cell phone my senior year of high school and, um, you know, these kids get them in fifth, sixth grade now. So it's a, it's a big transition for them. Um, so if you can't have that, that look down the road kind of mentality where I understand what this is doing for me, why I'm getting yelled at, why I'm putting on a uniform, why I'm squaring corners and carrying my bag at my side, six inches from the, from the curb then you're going to struggle. You know, obviously the kid that we get usually has a great grasp of that. Right. And, and can see down the road and understand, okay, when I come out of here with no debt and I'm making $90,000 a year, I'm, I'm going to be pretty good. You know, when they're buying a house at 25, yeah. um, you know, but that, that isn't the easiest thing for a 17, 18 year old kid to understand. Right. They, they sure. what they hear is they hear is military and they, uh, and they know they're not partying and going to toga parties, which I don't think those exist anymore, but <laughs> on, uh, on Friday nights, you know? So. Yeah. yeah. And I can vouch for you guys. You guys do a great job. Um, I sent you a couple guys. We talked about it at the convention. One mm -hmm. great. The other knucklehead, but he ended up all right. So. <laughs> yeah, he sure did. So, but they're yeah, both doing good. I texted them before to let them know. Be talking to you. They tell me to tell you hello. Uh, so we yeah. keep in touch quite a bit. So even even Stoner yeah, no, told you love. Even Stoner said he loved you. <laughs> I love Ian Stoner. He just made yeah. my life a little bit more difficult every now and again. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Well, probably more than every now and then. But yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I he's a great him. kid. Even, and like you said, it's uh, that those are the kids that you 
you, you really, you remember, you know, from a standpoint yeah. of if he, if you told me when that kid was a freshman, he was going to fly jets and, yeah. you know, yeah, I would have, I would have said you're crazy, you know, yeah, I would have too. Um, so yeah. he, for, for that payoff for him, he always wanted to do it or said he wanted to do it. And then he finally kind of put it together and, yeah. and obviously he's having a, a tremendous amount of success. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Wait, well, hey, coach, I uh, read an article um, yesterday uh, about your offense from uh, 2021. Um, you know, it said that you guys finished first place ranking in rushing offense with 387, two yard, 387 uh, yards per game. And you finished the season with nine, a record nine wins. Can you tell the listeners kind of uh, what to expect of, uh, offensively? What, what your offense kind of looks like? Yeah, so we're uh, we're under center, flex bone option. I, I think where we are, are a little bit different is our formations are, are vast. Uh, we probably go in, the amount of formations we have, I probably lost count of, uh, you know, in the playbook. We, we go into each week probably with, you know, close to 20 different ones, you know, and it's not, they're not different, different, but, you know, it's, it's three by one, it's three by one condensed. It's kind of all those things. Whereas, you know, a lot of times you'll see some of the other guys, you know, they might have one of those that they're, they're mixing in uh, with just their spread looks and things. And, and maybe they're, they're nasty formations or, or flex formations. So um, that's where we, I think differ a lot. And then obviously we're, uh, we're up tempo, which is very unique, I think to the, to the offense. Uh, you don't see a lot of, uh, this year we averaged 77 plays a game a year. The last three or four years, yeah, that's low for us. Uh, that's low because fortunately we were we were uh, in the lead a lot of those games, so we didn't need the, you know we didn't need all four quarters. The last three or four years we've been upwards of 87, 88 plays a game. Oh wow! And we've had yeah we've had some games with 100 plus plays, which uh, yeah those are pretty physically demanding. So what, what we really pride ourselves on, I don't think anybody's going to look at our roster or our unit um, and say they're the biggest. They're certainly not going to say we're the biggest. Uh, we're, they're not going to say we're the most athletic and they're not going to say uh, we're the strongest, but I think we're probably one of the most well-conditioned teams in the country, uh, you know, to run hundred snaps of flex bone in a game, yeah. uh, you know, and not, not sub an offensive lineman, not sub the quarterback, not, you know, the only positions we really roll are, our wide receivers and and those a backs are our slots, what we, what we call them. So, yeah. So, yeah. And then I, you know, I think another unique thing for us is is we want to be really effective in the passing game, and and we we rep our passing game a little bit more. And it's nothing nothing earth shattering, right? But we have you know we use it a little bit to a counter effect, uh, throwing a lot of backside routes. We throw a lot of yeah. quick game, um, and. Uh, you, you know, we want to be really efficient and we were, we were, you know, I think we were first in the country in passing efficiency and not because we were, you know, one for one, you know, we were probably eight for 10 a lot of times. And, you know, we had a couple of bad games, so we're always going to have those as option teams. Right. But, um, you know, it's something that we, we kind of, we, we want to be effective in. So now when you're talking about your tempo, are you, you're full, no huddle, are you, are you huddle with a sugar explode or is just, or is it all no, full, what, what, full, no huddle. Okay. Yeah. I got you. Full, no huddle. Right. We, we don't even practice huddling. And I think we do day one, just, to, just in case, but even when we're, even when we, we take the air out of the ball, we don't, we just don't, we don't even bother huddling. We just kind of hang out until I call the formation in and then, then we get on the ball and go, that's our procedure now. So I got you. I got you. Yeah. 
Cool. Well, I mean, I think we'd be remiss. You may not want to talk about it a whole bunch, but uh, we definitely got to talk oh. about the rivalry, man. We, we got to – well, what's it like? What's it like to have a rivalry with Coast Guard, right? Like you said, there's only five, right? Academy, yeah. right? And so, uh, that's the big game. Yeah, it's – no, I, I'd love to talk about it. It's, uh, it, it's really tough to describe uh, – I remember when I interviewed, you know, the, the cup was in the office and coach two, you know, kind of pointed, he's like, that's the game. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. You know, like, <laughs> you might you're like, yeah, you know, great. That's the game. Um, but it's, it's not, you know, there's a couple, I think, you know, there's Cortica and there's, there's a, uh, there's a couple of the, those games in division three. Uh, I think we rival all of them. Um, and the, the thing that's unique about it is both of our schools are very small, you know, so we have a thousand kids on campus. Coast Guard, I think, has a few more. Um, so it's it's this very tight knit rivalry. It's this very, you know, for us to have 10,000 in the stands or close to it um, is pretty impressive if you really think about it. You know, that's it's, mm-hmm. you know, five years of both groups being there. You know, every student came is how you have to look at it if you really think about it so it's 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 very difficult to kind of wrap your brain around as a you know high school or division three you know yeah okay i've seen big rivalry games in division three they're not really you know uh, but but we've been getting a a ton of press from them and espn has done a tremendous job when they came in they've done a tremendous job of covering it um and giving us the respect that you know i don't know if we deserve but but Give you showing the kids the respect of covering it like a real, you know, big time game. Um, and, and it's it's just a, a phenomenal thing to be a part of. And when you look out and there's these kids that have made decisions that I, you know, I never made those decisions to to serve our country, to to sacrifice the traditional college experience, to to you know, do something more important and more, you know, of more value. Um, it is it's really special to be a part of it. It's that feeling in pregame is it's eerie, you know, and as I, as I've progressed here and gone year by year, it's, it's meant more and more to me to be a part of. I'm curious. We, when we talk to the guys from Springfield, um, they typically play their rivalry game first, right. With, with uh, Western England. Yeah. Right? So mm-hmm. are you guys, how, well, when do you, I'm always curious with rivalry games, when, when you play it first, last, then middle, yes. then in the middle, so we were we were not in the same conference my first couple of years here. I, I think probably the first three years I was here. So we played them first or second. Uh, those That's three just years, crazy man. It's uh, just to me to be you know what I mean, like to kick it off. Oh, yeah, your, I mean like God, summer it's, you must must be like you know a crazy game planning for you know what I mean, like because that's the game. Yeah, I mean that's the game. Yeah, it's nuts, and it's, it's the nuts, first one. Uh, like that's crazy to me. Yeah. When it was the first one, it was it was nuts from a standpoint of, you know, there's a lot, you know, the kids put a lot into those games. You know, yeah. our alums put a lot into those games. So if you ever didn't win it that uh, early, which one of those times we didn't, um, it, it puts a damper on the, you know, it's yeah. tough to rebound that next yeah. week. So yeah, um, you can say whatever you want. Oh yeah, forget about it and move on. But but when it's that big a game, it doesn't yeah. happen that easy. Um, yeah. And then now we've we've we're now in the same conference in the new Mac. Um, and we have an agreement that we'll always be the last game. So, yeah. so now it's, you know, 
towards yeah. the end of the season. It makes it a, yeah. it's build it up, right? You know, yeah, it's a big build up. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, so yeah, it's a big build up. Good. Uh, that's awesome. I got, I got to watch that um, recently, <clears throat> right before I went to Army Navy game. And uh, man, ESPN did a great job. You're right, covering it. It was a big time game, I, I, you know. And uh, you guys did awesome. I mean, it was you guys put on a freaking clinic. I mean, I loved it. I, I was, appreciate it. I was breaking it down. I love the four man surface stuff that you guys did, man. And that was awesome. You don't see that, all, you know, a lot. Yeah, I thought, thought you guys. Yeah, did we actually did. I appreciate it. That was actually a. Uh, um, so we we had a I had a senior offensive lineman that didn't you know didn't play we didn't have one injury in the offensive line, um, he and he was a backup and uh, I felt like he deserved to be on the field for that opening drive so it wasn't solely that we we certainly thought you know in the game plan that it was you know there was value to the formation and there was value to to looking to try to impose our will early um, by just by running the thing downhill at him. Um, but that was a, a huge part of it was we wanted to stay in that formation, drive it down the field and score with him on the field. Uh, cause we felt like he had, he had kind of earned that. So, um, great kid, Kenny Rosal, by the way, from, from Michigan. So. Oh, that's cool, man. That's, yeah. that's really good. Yeah. Well, uh, <clears throat> coach talk about, uh, we're interested in, uh, how you're the offensive coordinator, but the offensive line coach as well. And I think I mm-hmm. think I, I read that uh, you do V-backs also, and uh, you know, uh, was it uh, Brenton Davis coach from Army? He's he's yeah. a he's O line OC coach as yeah. well. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, mm. How do how, how do you uh, are you going to continue in that in, in, in those roles? You think uh, moving forward, and then uh, also maybe talk about um, being on the field versus being in the press box. You know what I mean? That kind of. Mm-hmm situation yeah so yeah um i guess i'll start at the beginning there uh the 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 thing i'll tell you is we if you look at our numbers over the years and and we've recruited some better players but um we've improved greatly since the arrival of of jimmy kickle james kickle our uh quarterbacks coach um and really he he's kind of in his meeting he has receivers slots and quarterbacks um so he, he, he runs pretty much all the skill guys and he was a free safety in college. He also went to Springfield college. Uh, when he GA, he worked on the offensive side and coached QBs. Um, so you, you'll see a huge uptick from his arrival. And that's because we have a really good relationship from a standpoint of on game day, I'm on, I'm in the booth. I see things through the front seven. He see things, he sees everything through the back seven, you know, in the back half as a free safety from the box. So, um, that's why our passing games improved. It's why we've been been more explosive. Um, and, and we have a, I have a great trust in him when he tells me to run something, we run it. So, so just, just from a standpoint of, you know, being the O-line coach and OC is great. And that's how I see things, you know, I see gaps and fits and Hey, let's, there, there's a bubble there. Let's go hit it. Um, and, and he sees that, that back end a lot better than I do, frankly. So, um, that, that's been a huge, you know, win for us and, and I'm hoping he's going to stick around. So as far as the future's concerned, um, you know, I, right now our hiring is a little messed up with the government uh, budget. So, you know, we'll see kind of how, how hiring goes. Um, Coach Kickle can, can call the offense tomorrow. That's not an issue. It's more, he need you know, he needs the support, you know, he needs somebody else that he can lean on because he should stay in the booth because that's where he sees it best. 
Um, yeah. So he needs something down the field that he can trust with him. Um, and right now it looks like it, it'll be me and him again, um, you know, next year. So I'll, I'll probably stay calling it um, for a year. You know, that's the plan. And then once he gets a full, you know, staff or at least another full-time assistant, you know, with our part-time guys, then, uh, you know, he'll be set up for success to be able to, to take it over. So um, there's no, there's no doubt. He knows the, I mean, that's all we do is sit in the office and, and talk game plan and that stuff. So, um, so yeah, but being a, being an online coach and a head coach is difficult. You know, there's a lot of indie time. Um, so, so we're certainly looking to, to transition a little bit um, in the future, you know, once, once hiring will allow us to do that. Well, well, coach, um, I'm interested to hear about how you guys practice, like length of time, um, you know, like how you organize it. I'm sure there's some, probably some time constraints, I would think, right? At an academy, yeah. you, oh, only yeah. got a certain, yeah, you only got a certain amount of time. So I would assume you got to be pretty efficient. So I think the listeners would really benefit from, you know, you talking about just your organization and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, uh, you know, as a, an academy and, and our, our academy more than the others and no, no slight at the others, but we're far more academic. Um, we're, we're, we're on a trimester system. Um, you know, our kids go out to see their sophomore and junior year. So we cram essentially four years of a bachelor's degree in education into being three years on campus. So they're, they're taking just some, sometimes these kids are at 21 and a half credits, 19 credits, you know, so it's, uh, it's a grind for them. So at the end of the day, we have, we essentially have from 1600, four, four o'clock, four Oh five, um, for 25 minutes, we do our meetings. Um, half hour to get taped and dressed, um, all that kind of stuff on the field at five o'clock. We're on the field for two hours with including stretch. We're off the field at seven o'clock. Uh, usually we're off the field a couple minutes before that. Um, so we do not go over Cause if we go over, they don't get, they don't get fed. So it's, uh, there is no, uh, running again, uh, <laughs> right. you know, practices yeah. for us. Right. Um, you know, we better be, we better be really efficient in our time and use it, use it productively. So everything that we do is pretty much short term, you know, and, and high intensity. Um, and you know, we, we, you know, we do a really good job, I think of, of being really intense and, and getting a ton of reps at stuff and then slowing it down and, and coaching through, you know, their, their rest essentially, um, and then cranking it back up with, with another high tempo drill. I think Matt, I think you were at, um, the skills and drills that coach Kickle did. Yep. Yeah. And he, you know, he, he, he demonstrated one of the drills that we've, you know, we worked our mesh point drill or ride and decide yep. drill into, into a high tempo drill where, yeah. you know, some days it's a quarterback focus where the quarterbacks working three different footworks, you know, rapid fire. Um, and then other times it's the, the fullback that's, that's getting, you know, those three, they're going back to back to back and that's to work our conditioning. Um, and it's to, to get as many reps in as we can and be able to coach them up. So, yeah, it was a good drill. It really was. Yeah, definitely. Um, a lot so, of reps. You know, yeah, the tough part for us is, you know, it's always, I know a lot of high school guys can't afford to do up tempo because they, they got guys playing both ways. And, right. You know, that's where we, you know, we'd love to be able to help high school guys out a little bit more with, with some stuff. But a lot of our, what, what we do is built off of that. So, and yeah. then organizationally, it's, you know, it's, indie group team we we service each other we don't have a big roster so 
you know, our starting offensive line are giving look for the, the defense, right. um, you know, which I think creates that competitive mindset. Um, and, and, you know, we're getting one, ones on ones on a regular basis, you know, um, you know, we'll hold the quarterback out here and there, but we'll also, you know, if the quarterback runs and scrambles around, we'll let them take some looks. Obviously we're not going live on the quarterback ever. Right. So, but, right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I was curious too, like, um, when you're doing your, like maybe you're in group or pod or whatever, um, are you, I forgot to ask him this. Um, are you, are you guys more bags? Are you more bodies? Like, what do you? Almost exclusively bags. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of almost figured exclu- looked into the drills, but yeah. I forgot to ask. That was one thing I forgot to ask him. Yeah. Almost exclusively. We've, you know, my, probably my second year or third year here, uh, you know, we had lost some guys. It, it, maybe it was my second year we, in preseason. We lost some like, crucial guys. And, you know, our, our depth is just never strong. We develop, you know, we develop our guys from freshman year on. And, yeah. you know, there's some guys that come in and play like, like a Tolson Smith this year comes in and he's rookie of the year. And that's great. We're not going to make a living on those guys. You know, we're just not. We're going to get guys that work hard that, you know, trust us, believe in, in the offense and buy into the offense and develop into really good football players. Um, and when, when you get, you know, when you get a starter banged up and, you know, that guy you're planning on developing for another two years has to play, you know, really hurts the development process in my opinion. And obviously he's not ready to go. Um, so, you know, those from that, we, we really went away from, we, we go live maybe twice, twice a preseason, and then that's it for the rest of the year. Yeah. You know, we're working our, you know, tackling our cup lock, all that stuff. We're working on, on bags. Yeah. Yeah. I think the biggest fear people have is they won't be able to, they feel right. That the kids won't have the physicality on Friday, Saturday night. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if you, you know, make a point of emphasis to be, intense while you're doing it you know what i mean tony like we you know we hear people talk about the intensity level of doing the drill right but basically when you're going give max effort even though you're on the bag right and you yeah. kind of train yourself even though you're not getting that you know shoulder and a hip or you know putting your screws yeah. on a guy you know what i mean but if you kind of coach them through the intensity part you end up getting it don't you feel i mean yeah if if you're asking me, I, I mean, I, yeah. I, I, the, the other thing, you know, I said people, people will say we're conditioned. I I'll also, I think they'll tell you we're physical, you know, yeah. and I remember, I remember a couple, you know, we weren't very good. It was probably my third year and uh, we were in the Liberty league at the time. And uh, the, uh, somebody came up to me from RPI and uh, they were good at, you know, they were, they're, they're year in and year out. They're always a, a good program. Yeah. And he said, Hey, uh, did, have you ever seen, like the stat that, you know, the, the win loss percentage the week after someone plays you is like, you know, like 20% or something. And I was like, yeah, well, that's, I don't care about that. I don't, (laughs) I want to, I want to get the win, but you know, they were saying uh, because of how physical we played, you know, they they were having a hard time bouncing back the next week. Um, So, so yeah, I, I mean, if you coach with great intensity yeah. And and the drill makes sense and the drill is working the, the skill properly. Um, yeah, I don't think there's any lack of physicality. I really don't. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and you know, that's just my opinion. It, it's 
I know there's guys that go live every single day um, or, or, you know, you know, every Tuesday, third, every Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, but, you know, it's just not something we felt has, has brought value. So, yeah. Yeah. I think you can do it. I mean, I think you can, you can practice the bags and as long as you're intentional with what you're doing, I think you can get what you want out of it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Coach, I had a history question real quick. You mentioned something earlier and I forgot to ask you. Um, when you, when you first arrived there at Merchant Marine uh, uh, Academy, were you, you said they weren't triple option. They were for two two years. Two, two years? years they were, they had they had transition, uh, yeah, for two seasons. So um, you know, pretty basic in in everything that they were doing, um, but all the all the fundamentals were there. You know, so um, I was just able to to kind of come into and, and kind of gradually add. It was actually a really great situation, you know, because it was there wasn't a bunch of stuff, right? Like there wasn't a bunch of built in, Hey, we did, this is our, these are our complimentary plays. These are this, you know, it was really kind of the basis of the offense. And then I got to build that other stuff around it. So. Yeah. Very cool. I don't know why I assume that they were triple option, you know, like the forever, you know what I mean? I, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> I, you know, I couldn't tell you, you know, I know, you know, back in the nineties when they were having success, it was a lot of, they were running a lot of high power, high stuff. You know, they had a couple good tailbacks in those years that they 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 fed the rock to quite a bit. So, Coach Toop ended his career, man, in the flex phone. You know what I mean? That's that's pretty cool. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's pretty cool. <clears throat> Coach, I had just one last question, and um, I don't know if Matt, if you got anything else, but I, I was just curious about uh, all the hats you wear, man. You know, you think about guys that. In high school, where, where I coach, you know, they're, man, I want to be a college coach one day. You know what I mean? And then I saw here an interesting fact of all the different things that you got to do, man. It says uh, at the academy, you have uh, multiple things, including the weight room management, teaching PE courses and self defense, and working event management, and numerous uh, uh, home contests and stuff like that. And I was like, mm. holy crap! In addition to coaching football and recruiting, and man, oh yeah. Yeah, there's a, there, yeah, quite a bit. Um, there's probably some that are left off of there. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, like I said, we're a small school, so there's, there's a lot of things that, that, that need to get done that, um, you know, you, this has to be a, a passion, right? Like if you're, if you're counting your hours and, and dividing by your salary, then you're in the wrong, <laughs> wrong line of work, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, yeah, we, you know, I teach three classes, uh, you know, right now I'm teaching three self-defense classes. Um, I, like you said, weight room management, uh, that's something I'm trying to transition out of, uh, I, I've put my time into, but, um, at one point I was chairing the curriculum committee on campus, uh, um, you know, event management for lacrosse is our main, you know, but then we're always helping with you know, a basketball game that's on over the holidays or, or a wrestling tournament that's that's over winter break, you know, things like that. Um, and then, you know, in our school, there's a million other things that come up. You know, the, the vans need to be moved. The, you know, we got to help shovel the tennis courts, you know, all, all kinds of stuff like that. So um, it, it's it's not a place where you can just coach ball, um, you know. So, for you know, I there's a lot to be said for that. I'm sure it's great um, to be able to sit down and only worry about football and recruiting. Um, But, you know, there's, there's, there's value in, in being a part of the rest of the stuff because the the kids see us involved in all that stuff, you know, so they, they know, 
you know, as they're, they're grinding it out. So are we, you know, yeah. we're, we're, we're doing this other stuff. Um, and then you get a chance to meet, you know, you get a chance to meet some kids other than your players, you know, that we have some good ones around campus. So, so it's fun to, fun to be able to in, engage with them. And especially at an institution that, you know, they require the kids to, they require the kids to come to the football games and do those kinds of things. So, you know, when we show up to command inspection, you know, they at least see that we support them through the regiment as well. So, um, yeah, that's, I don't know if that answered your question, but yeah, man, it, it, sounds, it yeah. sounds cool. It sounds cool. Cause like, uh, you know, a lot of times I've been places where football exists separately from the school, you know, it seems like, but oh, you yeah. guys are very interwoven. It sounds like, you know, with the, with the whole, um, you know, student body and, 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 and the faculty and, and, and the whole nine yards, the community, you know what I mean? That's yeah, pretty exactly. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what it is? It, there's something that us football coaches need, a, we need something to get away from football too. You know, mm -hmm. we wait, if, if you let me think about football all day long, I'd have so much stuff in the playbook that wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't be worth running. I'll tell you, <laughs> that wouldn't be that we wouldn't end up running that, you know, but we'd spend hours drawing it up and, you know, yeah. troubleshooting it and it would look great on paper. And then that, you know, second day of practice, it probably wouldn't look very good. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, teaching self defense has got to be pretty fun, I would think. It is a fun course. And yeah. it's, you know, for us, I think it has, it has a lot of value. You know, we, these kids go into ports at 18 years old, you know, yeah. foreign ports that, you know, they're immediately going to be a target because they're going to see, American they're going to think they have money or you know know they have some sort of money um so there, there's some value to it and yeah it's fun I get to learn you know yeah. I learn through it you know you get some jujitsu and yeah. um all that kind of stuff so yeah pretty cool yeah it is yeah it is it's no complaints we always wrap it up coach with uh you know with a drill you think's really important for the offense you know and you know talk about it a little bit when you know one you think you know, hey, if you're out there and you you're running this thing, or if you're installing it, you know, for the first time, something you you know you you couldn't do it without this drill. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean I, that's so. Oh, that's I mean that's hard. There's like ten of those, right? <laughs> right. And I, and I want to, of course, I want to be unique. I don't want to give you ones that. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like I mean, perimeter drill is probably the most important drill in my opinion, right? Because you're working mesh. Yep. You're, you're working the blocking on the edge. Yeah. That's the most important. I, I mean, I think anything where you're breeding, you, you have to train the mentality of this offense. You know, you, you have to, this isn't, you, you have to train the physicality, the mentality. Um, yeah. So whatever drill you're doing, you know, and I, maybe this isn't really answering your question, but you have to be, you have to be intentional about, it. you have to be, getting after the guys to no running back wants a block, you know, it's that yeah. simple. And by the time they leave your program, they better, they, that better be what they the most pride in, right? Cause our best guys at, at a back and receiver, like by the time there's their seniors, they don't even want to carry the ball. They want to go, they want to go kick the, you know, what out of the corner, yeah. you know, or the, or the safety or yeah. go insert and, and, you know, croak a linebacker, whether it's a cut block or, or taking them high. Um, so, so to me, you know, whatever those drills are, you really have to, to breed that downhill attack mentality. Um, yeah. and it's gotta be in every drill that you do, you know, there, 
you know, you know, all the physical drills, right? Yep. So, you know, you can do some, you can slow it down and teach, but anything where you're, you're doing anything physical, it, it better be with a purpose. Yeah. So Yeah. I would agree with that. Definitely. I kind of roundabouted your question there. I didn't give you a specific one, but no, I, that's all right. Coach, we're good. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, you got to drive home your point, right? I mean, yeah. That's the bottom line. So that's good. Well, man, we appreciate you coming on. It was great. That's it. That's all we got. That's all we got, <laughs> man. We want to wish you. Want to wish you the best of luck as uh, as you transition through as interim, and um, you know, hopefully, you know, you're still kicking along here. You know, yeah, yeah. Not, not not run ragged here soon. <laughs> so. No, 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 no. It's all good stuff, right? It's all good challenges. It's all. Yeah. Uh, it's all those 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 things you you hope and dream for. So it's uh, yeah. you know unfortunate that it's kind of a you know, a lot of people just get, it gets handed to them overnight. Um, you know I've had some time to prepare for it um, throughout the season, knowing Coach Stoop is going to step down. Now Coach Stoop's in the office still, so I can you know I can bounce things off of them. So it's it's very fortunate. It's kind of a a, a soft handoff. So yeah, yeah, yeah that's good. That's awesome. Coach, I wish you the best of luck, man. All right. I appreciate it, guys. And uh, and thanks for all the stuff you do for 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 the offense, man. We need more advocates. So, <laughs> you know, come, come watch a game and, and and explain to the parents why we're running it on third and seven. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be <Amen>. happy to. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get you out. We gotta, you know, if you if you want to freeze your butts off in uh, in November <laughs> watching the Coast Guard game. Heck yeah, man. Yeah. Your parents might not want us to come back, but we'll tell them why. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) Oh, man, that's great. Yeah.